If you need a Bible, raise your hand. We can put one in your hand. Glad to put one in here. I'm going to do Ministry Sunday a little bit different this year. If you've never been here before, then it's all, all different to you. It's all the same to you. It's, there's no change at all. But uh, a little bit different. Um, I'd like to take a moment first to thank and to recognize those who have been leading and serving. And right after I recognize those who have been leading and serving, I want to just say thank you for all that you did in the, in the previous year in 2018 and already are doing now. Uh, and, then, and then we'll open the word together. Uh, but first, um, if I could have all of our elders and deacons just stand and stay standing. All of our elders and deacons, if you can stand up. They might all be in the room. Wow. <laughs> so thank all these guys. And then I, to join them, my glasses on here, I check. Uh, men's ministry, I think that's all the men's ministry is our elders and deacons. So, uh, ladies' ministry, if you serve in ladies' ministry, uh, you're uh, my wife or you assist my wife, you know who you are. If you serve in ladies' ministry, why don't you stand? Don't be shy. Worship ministry, if you serve in worship ministry, stand up. If you serve in worship ministry, any, anyone that serves in worship ministry. Children's ministry, stand up. High school, teens, middle school. How about young at heart? If you serve in young at heart, uh, senior class. Those are guys that I get to join in a week. Still got a week left. Uh, home fellowships. You've actually hosted home fellowships for us. Um, how about greeting, ushers, parking lot? Greeters, we call that first impressions, but uh, greeters, ushers, and parking lot. Hospitality, hospitality ministry. You're probably already standing. Where's hospitality, folks? You serve in hospitality. Great to see all these. How about audio? They're already standing. Audio, visual, <laughs> live stream, YouTube, all that good stuff. Admin and accounting. Where's Mike? He loves attention. Uh, he's out there. <laughs> might be the shyest person in the building, but that's why he sits here on his calculator and sends out your tax stuff and all that stuff. But accounting, facility project management. Where's Logan and others? Uh, facility and project management here. Uh, what else we got? Green team. That's, someone asked me if this was recycling. No. Green team is cutting the grass and weeding the green team. Um, clean team. No one asked me if that was about recycling. Clean team. Those of you that serve on the clean team. Web and social media, Nicole's up, I'm up, some of the others. Uh, global missions, Patrick's already standing, Hilliard, uh, Bonaire, Bonaire team, if you serve at Bonaire. Hilliard House, you go to Hilliard House, all right, got some more faces and folks. Uh, meals ministry, helps ministry, this is uh, getting people rides and stuff like that. Uh, I think, Melissa, you're already standing with a preschool co-op that we got that covered, uh, though, although I think uh, Sarah's, she's standing, she's already standing, children's ministry. Some of you, some of you are wearing three hats and stuff, I, I get that. Uh, summer VBS, Jen's already standing, if you serve in VBS, any of the rest of you that serve in VBS, stand on up. Then uh, we have Fall Festival, Christmas Outreach. So that gives you an idea, uh, let's give all these folks a hand.
Yeah, it's, uh, and I want to just, just a quick prayer of thanks. Lord, thank you for each of these servants. And Lord, I pray that you would multiply the fruit in their life and you'd multiply the servants. And we ask it in Jesus' name. Thank you so much for using them in a great way, more than they know. And Lord, someday, even if they gave a cup of water in your name, you said you'll remember it. Matthew chapter 25. Even a cup of water given in your name, Lord, nothing that is done, if it's done with the right heart, will be forgotten by you. And you'll reward it someday. And Lord, we look forward to doing that, but may you use it now. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. You may be seated. Turn with me to two places. Exodus 27, verse 20, and Luke chapter 4, verse 18. By the way... Uh, if you look at the bottom of the screen there, these are some areas we'll be uh, investing in more in this coming year. You saw me mention the marriage night, more in marriage ministry, more in discipleship. We want to help more of our single parents. College and career is something we'd like to see God build up, raise up. Uh, we have college and career but kid, uh, or young people, but we'd like to see us be able to do more to invest in their lives. And so these are just things we're praying about, but not just praying, but also taking steps in that direction. And I believe God will honor it. Uh, Exodus chapter 27, verse 20, and then Luke chapter 4, verse 18. If you can hold the Luke text, I'll read Exodus 27, verse 20 first. And this is what it says in verse 20. And you shall command the children of Israel. Now you can put us here. And you shall command Calvary Chapel Richmond. But it doesn't say us. But we could put ourselves in this just by way of kind of uh, understanding here. And you shall command the children of Israel, they bring pure oil of pressed olives for the light to cause the lamp to burn continually. Continually. God wants to do a work in his tabernacle, in his temple, in his church, in us that burns continually. Amen? But he gave them some responsibility. He said, you have to go and get that oil. You might recall Jesus talked about this with the lamps, right? He walked through the lampstands in Revelation chapter 2 as well. Turn with me to Luke chapter 4, verse 18. Verse 18, also verse 19. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me. Now, this was done with a flask of oil, right? Prophets, priests, kings, they would anoint them with oil. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives, recovery of sight to the blind, to set at liberty those who are oppressed, to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord. It's also sometimes called the year of the Lord's favor. Let's pray again. Father, we thank you for this time. May your Holy Spirit truly anoint this place and this time. Drive out any distractions. May we hear from you and you alone. It's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. The ministry of Jesus was empowered by the Spirit of God. Would you agree? Jesus said, the Spirit is upon me. He's anointed me for these things. To touch, why? 
so Jesus could touch and transform broken lives. He was anointed, not just, not really so much with oil. The Holy Spirit literally came down upon Jesus, right, in the form of a dove. His anointing was from on high. It wasn't even, you know, by another man, even though he had John the Baptist baptize him and there was, you know, kind of the submission to the will of the Father that he demonstrated publicly. But Jesus, he was anointed and empowered to touch and uh, transform these broken lives. And he was anointed to fulfill all that the Father, all that the Father had wanted him to do. That's why Jesus on the cross said it is what? Finished. Everything God gave him to do, he completed it. And we're going to need an anointing of the Holy Spirit to fulfill what God has given us to do. Would you agree? Individually and as a church family. We're already called. We're already saved. We're already sent. But we still need an anointing. Amen? The lampstand of the tabernacle, it was to perpetually burn and give light. It was to continually give light. It was fueled by the oil as long as the oil was present. The light of the lampstand, also called the menorah. You might be familiar with that term, right? So when you think lampstand, just think menorah. It's the same thing. It had the center branch and the three coming off the side. But the oil, just like the anointing that was done with that flask, it's a picture of the same Holy Spirit that was resting upon Christ. As he touched people, he had the Holy Spirit resting upon him. As he taught, as he healed. And even our, I just went over there before I joined the worship. I was over in each class just saying hi to the teachers. I love to see the kids. And those teachers need an anointing over there today. Not just me teaching. Those that are greeting. Everyone needs the help of the Holy Spirit to ignite what they're doing. As opposed to just kind of going through the motions. The same is needed in all of us. It's the empowering work of the Holy Spirit to help us to shine perpetually, not just on Sundays. It's harder on Mondays, isn't it? No one at the office is wanting to worship with you. They don't even remember what you worshiped about because they weren't there, right? Some were, and they're a blessing to be, you know, have other believers there, but that's not always the case, and so we need that light to shine in us perpetually, whether we're in the body, working and serving, or we're outside these four walls, wherever we may be. And this is the work of the Spirit, this reflection of the Spirit. God wants us to be moons from the sun, right? The S-O-N, reflecting on it, and the moon just reflects the light, and that's what we're doing. We're reflecting the light of Jesus Christ, and that's living out the Great Commission. Living out the Great Commission, not just knowing it intellectually, but living it out. And Jesus has given us his instructions already to go into all the world and make disciples. Not church attenders, not people that uh, can say a sinner's prayer. Disciples, those that end up walking in the footsteps of Jesus. And uh, it was for the world, but it's also for us in Chesterfield County. For us in the greater Richmond area and beyond. And not to be done in our own strength. It can't be done in our own strength. If it can be done in our own strength, I can promise you. I got saved, me and my wife, same day, June 11, 1995. 
If it could be done in your own strength, I would have walked away from the faith a long time ago. Because it ain't easy being a believer. Amen? <laughs> the world, you're going against the grain. That's the name of our teen group, ATG, against the grain. You're going against the grain. But on the other hand, if you really are filled with the Holy Spirit, the gates of hell can't prevail against you. Isn't that great to know? You can't be stopped if the Holy Spirit is in you. And we're relying on the Holy Spirit. Jesus relied on the Spirit. And so must we. And sharing the gospel and sharing the word and serving one another. Because when you serve one another, you'll sometimes step on each other's feet. Offend each other on accident. You need an anointing and a refreshing work of the Holy Spirit. We all do. And as we're still at the start of this new year, we still have 11 months remaining. The Lord's grace has brought us through many things in the past year of 2018. 2018 is one of the hardest years of my life. Harder than I've probably expressed to anybody other than my wife. Uh, many of you probably had hard years. I know that the Stones and the Garas did. I know that the Caseys did. I know others did. But some of you have things that no one knows but you. Well, the Lord knows. And we've come through a lot. And that's because the Holy Spirit does empower us to get through things that would otherwise seem impossible. Amen? And we're still here together this morning. Why? Because the Lord has a new work to do. Isn't that great to know? A new work. I, I, you know, the prayer night I had, that tree in the back has no leaves. All those, leaves out, all those trees out there with no leaves right now, leaves are coming. Amen? Leaves are coming. The tree just waits its turn. Just waits until God says, all right, I'm going to breathe spring into you. And he wants to do a new work. And perhaps it's not a new work for you. Perhaps it's a renewed work. Because sometimes we need a renewed work, a kind of a refinishing work. Revelation uh, chapter 21, it, it tells us there that God makes all things new. I love new years. I knew, love new seasons. Because we can look, we look forward with real hope. We we talk about what the definition of hope is. It means what? Joyful expectation. Joyful expectation. No matter what our government does, no matter what is going on in the world that you say, wow, it's total chaos. Jesus says, fear not, I've overcome the world. I've overcome the world. And he wants to do a new work in us. And I firmly believe that God has a new work to do in and through us. God has a new work to do in and through us. But we're going to need the anointing of the Holy Spirit. A, a new work is only activated by the supernatural work of the Holy Spirit. If it was a new work outside the Holy Spirit, then it would just be wood, hay, and stubble. Amen? But if it's going to bear fruit, it's going to be the Holy Spirit doing it through us and in us, because we need it. We, we're talking this year about being while becoming. We have to have the Lord do something in us personally, and God is going to work in your life and my life personally. But then there's the work He does collectively, where it's a we. We are becoming. The body of Christ is becoming. Families are becoming. Teens are becoming. Those that are retired are becoming. And then 
ministering in these different ways that God has given us gifts and talents and equipping us to do. With the anointing of the Holy Spirit, there's no limits to what God can do. There's no limits to his power, and there's no limits to spiritual progress. We continue to see growth after growth. You'll never hit a point where you say, I could not grow anymore. I could not do anymore. As long as the Holy Spirit is flowing through us, it will continue to have an exponential return in our life and in ministries. And so I'd like to uh, just lay out a few things the Lord's put on my heart a lot lately. These are just things the Lord's put on my heart as it relates to serving and as it relates to becoming what God has planned for us, both individually but also is as a church family and in ministry areas. And the first thing, if you're taking notes, just again, three things that I just want to briefly touch on. Anointed with healing. Turn with me to Isaiah chapter 10. Just hold your place there. I'll read the text in just a second. But uh, for several weeks, uh, I'll just kind of set this up for a second. For several weeks, the Lord has been speaking to me again and again and again. Um, I don't know how many of you are in your personal devotions. Let's say you're in a book of the Bible. I, I, I go through the scriptures. Uh, I finished the New Testament last year. Uh, and I'll just, sometimes I'll uh, be in specific books. And then also on some days I'll kind of go in different places. But I'm in the scriptures every day. And no matter how many times, or it just it seems like it's been numerous places over the last several weeks, probably the last five or six weeks, uh, the Lord has been speaking to me again and again about either anointing or oil. Anointing or oil. Anoint, and I, I shared the message from 2 Kings and the, and the widow uh, with the oil if you were here on uh, one of our snow days. Uh, you had to be here that day. But anyway, that was uh, one of the oil passages the Lord is speaking to me about. And, and sometimes they're in the same passages. Other times, sometimes anointing and oil are mentioned in the same verse. And sometimes they're not. It just sometimes it just says anointing, and sometimes it's talking about oil. And they're not always, not every verse in the Bible that says anointing or oil uh, are, are parallels to one another, but, but oftentimes they are. But the Lord's just been speaking to me again and again and again about this theme, and I've just kind of been meditating on it. Lord, what is it that you want me to understand about this, uh, both for myself, uh, but also uh, for teaching and, and ministry areas? And so on, uh, back on January 9th, I, I went into one of the local hospitals to visit uh, some folks here, the, a couple of ladies that were gathered. And I'm sitting in my car, and I usually try and have a, a fresh passage from the Lord when I go in to speak to someone as opposed to just kind of a, hey, here's a list of scriptures, although those are good, and they'll always, but Lord, is there something specific? And I turned, and this is the passage that I turned to was... Isaiah 10, 27, and it's at, the, it's at the bottom part of that verse. I actually had it highlighted in my Bible. I had it highlighted the first year I left and took a big step of faith to be fully supported by the church, and I left the business world to be a full-time pastor, and I felt like I was walking on a tightrope. And I had it marked in my Bible there, but I had it marked again in 2015 in a, in a period of the summer. I think me and the elders were doing some fasting that specific week, and I turned to it and was headed in to pray over uh, someone in the hospital back on uh, January 9th. And it's the bottom part of the verse, 10, Isaiah 10, 27. And the yoke will be destroyed because of the anointing oil. Is that not awesome? 
the yoke will be not barely touched, destroyed because of the anointing oil. Not destroyed with a nuclear bomb, not destroyed with a mallet, not destroyed with a hammer. A little anointing oil will destroy the yoke. And I immediately felt that this was absolutely for this particular lady and this particular situation, but I also immediately felt it was for me and us collectively as the body of Christ. I knew it was for that moment, but I knew the Lord was saying, but it's also wider than this. This is for yourself, for the whole body. In Revelation 3.18, Jesus says these words, I counsel to you to buy from me gold refined the fire that you might be rich, white garments that you may be clothed, that the shame of your nakedness may not be revealed, and anoint your eyes with eye salve that you may be able to see. He said, anoint. Jesus said, I'm going to pour that on your eyes so you can see. To serve effectively, we need to be set free, all of us in this room, to serve effectively, to serve as a faithful husband, wife, father, mother, Sunday school teacher, ministry leader, missionary, pastor, elder, you name it doesn't matter. Whatever the serving capacity, to serve effectively, we need to be set free from any yoke that is holding us back. Amen? Any yoke that's holding us back. Sometimes we're not even aware of the yokes that are holding us back. Would you agree with that? Until God makes us aware. We're like, wow, I didn't even know that was a hindrance in my life. The anointing oil, the Spirit, it breaks yokes that might be, as Hebrews chapter 12 tells us, they might be weights or they might be sins. Not every yoke is a sin. Some are weights. We're not even aware they're on us sometimes. And others are sins. So you have weights and sins, and God says, I want to break both of them with this anointing oil. And they are major roadblocks to serving in the power of the Holy Spirit. The oil, though... Isaiah 10 speaks of here, it breaks yokes of despair. It breaks yokes of grief. It breaks yokes of apathy. It breaks yokes of fear. It breaks yokes of failure. breaks yokes of laziness, self-centeredness, busyness, anger, lust, doubt, distraction. Do you see all summer sins, summer weights, all are yokes. Amen? All are weights. All are yokes that need to be broken. The second passage, I want to, I'll have you turn there one second, but I want to look at this second point here. Uh, God not, doesn't want to just anoint us with healing, but he wants to anoint us with gladness. Now, by the way, when God, what God wants to heal us from in Isaiah 10, 27, you will not necessarily, I will not necessarily be healed of every single thing in this lifetime. That's what heaven's for. But he wants to break the yokes that are hindering us from serving. Do you see the difference? A person bedridden can still serve the Lord. Would you agree? Matter of fact, D.L. Moody says he was prayed across the Atlantic by a woman laying in bed there in London. He was convinced of it. When he got to London, when he met her, he said, I've never met someone with this powerful prayer. He said, I knew God had put it in his heart. He said, I knew that someone in London had prayed me across the Atlantic, which it wasn't 
people didn't sometimes make it across the Atlantic back then. The ships went down, and uh, he, when he got there, he said, this young girl, bedridden, prayed me and prayed revival everywhere we went. So it's, it has nothing to do with God healing every single thing. I'm saying that God says, I want to heal what hinders you. And what hinders us may or may not be a, a physical malady. It might be just something that's a mental block. It might be something that's a resistance. It might be a rebellion. It might be, again, some thing that's holding us back. And God says, that's the yoke I want to break. For Paul, and sometimes in my life, uh, it, it, it can be self-reliance. If you rely too much on yourself, God wants to break that yoke. You rely way too much on yourself. God says, I want you to start relying on me. Stop relying on your great abilities. But this second point, anointed with gladness, I believe God wants us to serve with joy. Not just serve, but serve with joy. Even if you were bedridden, you could be bedridden with joy. Not that anyone wants that, not that anyone's desiring that. We pray that you would be brought out of bed, but again, God is in control of those things. But anointed with gladness, the Lord doesn't want to just deliver us from something, but to something. Not just from something, but to something. <clears throat> the, this is the other theme the Lord has put on my heart lately, and that's to be of good cheer. I mentioned, I've mentioned a couple Sundays, and I'm going to mention it again. Eight times in the New Testament, Jesus says, be of good cheer, be of good cheer, be of good cheer, be of good cheer. And Jesus said in John 15 that I've come that your joy would be what? Full. Christians cannot be angry, upset, all kinds of all over the board emotionally. Jesus said, I've commanded you to be cheerful and joyful, and I've given you the anointing of the Holy Spirit to do it. Amen? It wouldn't be possible without the Holy Spirit. If it was not for the Holy Spirit, before I was saved, I was a very cynical well, there's a lot of things. My wife can give you the whole list. But God wants us to serve joyfully. Psalm 51, 12. Maybe this is your need this morning. Restore to me the joy of my salvation. Restore to me the joy of my salvation. Not just saved, but joyful in salvation. And uphold me with your generous spirit. There it is, the Holy Spirit. The only way that you can maintain joy is the Holy Spirit. In Isaiah 61, 3. Turn with me to Isaiah, you were at Isaiah 10. Move forward, Isaiah 61. And Isaiah 61, 3, starting verse 3. Isaiah 61, 3. It says this. To console those who mourn in Zion, to give them beauty for ashes, the oil of joy for mourning, the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness, that they may be called the trees of the righteous. By the way, that, that's that being planted and rooted that Jesus is talking about. Jesus wants to make all of us into strong trees that bloom fruit. But in that blooming, the planting of the Lord may be glorified. Again, all of it would glorify God. But in, in the midst of uh, becoming solid trees that bear fruit, he says, I want to replace your mourning with joy and give you garments of praise. Serving with joy isn't a burden, it's a blessing. Amen? When I go over the children's ministry and I have people, see people serving with joy, the kids are impacted. 
if they're serving really begrudgingly and not in joy, it ain't going to be a good day for anybody over there, right? <laughs> joy of the Lord is our what? Strength. The only way you will not quit serving or not take steps is you need the anointing oil of God's healing to break any yokes, but you also need his joy. I do too. Amen? It will, it will be a force multiplier in your life, in your marriage, in your workplace, if you can serve with joy. And we have the Holy Spirit to do it. And the last thing, again, I'm making these brief for a reason, because we want to have some time to meet folks this, after, uh, this morning. Anointed in victory. Last place to turn, 2 Corinthians one twenty one. While you're turning there, uh, when I got back in the car on January 9th from being in the hospital, praying with some of the ladies here in our church, um, I just felt like I, the, the passages really lifted me in ways. But I got back in the car, and, and that passage in Isaiah 10, 27, it's just a couple of verses down. I had also read before I got out of the car, but I didn't really read that. Isaiah 11 is the same passage that we read in Luke chapter 4. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me, right? Well, it's not the same passage, but it's, it's, it's talking about that Jesus would have the sevenfold Spirit of God upon him in Isaiah 11. The sevenfold Spirit would be upon him. Then it's reiterated in Isaiah that the Spirit of the Lord would be upon him to preach. And so... Uh, then I turn the radio on, and the first thing they say is they read Isaiah 11, and they say, could this be the year of the Lord's favor? And I felt like the Lord was, again, speaking to me in our church to say, could it be, God was just telling me, could it be that I could make this the year of my favor if you get yourself positioned for the oil of the Holy Spirit? Because remember back in Exodus, they had to go and do something to make sure the oil was present. Now, we don't earn salvation, we don't keep salvation, but we do obey our Savior. And he says, here's where I want you to stand if you want the oil to be poured out. And if, it, if you get to that place that you'll obey, God says, I'll break the yokes, I'll pour out joy, and I'll secure victory in your life. Amen? 2 Corinthians 1.21, Now, he who establishes us with you in Christ and has anointed us is God. Anything God establishes will win. Amen? God says, I've established it. Christ has established us. He's anointed us with his spirit for victory. His kingdom will stand. Amen? This church will stand even if someone says, I'm out of here. They don't, they don't meet my needs here. I don't get this. I don't get that. You know, I, I, Over the years, we've had that. And we're not alone. I talk to every pastor in town. It's kind of funny when you talk to other pastors. I won't even say it. You know, they'll, they'll be like, I can't go there. It's just, um, <laughs> it's the, the round tripping of people in, in the American church is, is really funny. Uh, but, um, but here's the thing. God, with all of his children, he wants to do the same work, whether it's here, 
church down the street, other, you know, it, God wants to do these same three things in the entire body of Christ. Not just a Calvary Chapel Richmond thing, but local Baptist church, Victory Tabernacle down the street, you know, all the other churches, God wants to do this same work. His, because we're part of one family, his kingdom will stand. It's, but he wants us to get to the place that we're trusting in him and his spirit, that he's establishing us. We're not established by our, well, we're smarter, we do ministry better, we do this. No, no, it's a work of the spirit. But he wants us to be confident in victory, but not confident in us confident in his victory. It says, he who establishes us with you in Christ has anointed us, and he is God, right? God anoints us for victory. It's not because, well, we have smarter leadership, or we have this, or we have better people. No. We have nothing. We bring nothing to the table. But in him, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Amen? And as soon as we begin doing what Christ has asked of us, with the right heart, we're ready for victory, regardless of any visible results. Don't worry about visible results. Worry about obedience with a joyful attitude. Obedience with a joyful attitude, God will take care of the results. Dr. Charles Stanley's been saying that for years. Trust God with the results. Trust God with the results. We're already walking in victory because we're already walking in obedience. Isn't that great to know? You're already walking in victory if you're walking in obedience. You don't have to wonder. I wonder if this obedience is victory. John Wesley said one of the principal rules of religion is to lose no occasion of serving God. And since he is invisible to our eyes, we are to serve him in our neighbor, which receives as if done to himself in person, standing visibly before us. As you choose to serve this year, I believe if we have the right heart, God will break every yoke that's hindered us. I believe he'll anoint us with joy and gladness. And I believe he'll bring victory in areas that we've not seen victory yet, but we're already in victory for walking obedience. Amen? I want to have each of the um, uh, ministry leaders, if you lead a ministry stand, I want to pray over you, and then I'm going to have all the rest of you join them and stand in just a moment, and we're going to close in a worship song that the Lord laid on my heart. It's a little bit new school and a little bit old school. Those of you that, once you hear it, you say, I know the old school part. It's a little bit new school, a little bit old school. But I want to pray over these ministry leaders that God would anoint them and that God would raise up more assistance to them, more co-laborers with them, and that God would bless and use. Uh, and all of our elders and deacons stand as well. You know, I just want to have all those are, that are either leading in the church at large and, and ministry areas. And let's pray. And then I'm going to have everyone stand. I've had a worship song that I've had them to queue up and we'll worship together. Father, we thank you that you are faithful to break every yoke that would hinder us from running the race with endurance, to anoint us not just with oil for service, but with gladness and joy. And Lord, you promise us victory. We, we believe that you will help us help more single moms this year. We believe you'll help us do a better job of investing in marriages. We believe you'll help us raise up a college and career area. We believe you'll help us see more kids get saved at Bonaire. More people touched and strengthened on the mission field. More lives impacted. More people in our neighbors and coworkers come and find Jesus as their Lord and Savior. More people baptized. And Lord, I just pray your anointing oil 
breaking any chains of gladness and victory on each of these leaders and servants. And Lord, all those that are serving in every capacity in this church, and we ask it in Jesus' name.